are live. Another episode of the Townstone Financial Show. Uh, this is Zach here in the studio with Mr. Barry Sterner. Uh, Townstone Financial NMLS loan, uh, NMLS number 136-639. Um, you know, just coming up light. I mean, we, we had a great weather this weekend, and now, you know, keeping it light and breezy. The rain started today, and I, I think... Uh, Get your hair wet. I did on the way in. I I had an umbrella, but uh, you know, doesn't always work perfectly. We've got healthy stacks tonight. We got olives. Excellent. Olives are delicious. Just you be careful. Oh. No, I'm good. I don't like eating on camera. It's good for you. Or before the sun goes down. I practice, you know, oh Yom boy. Kippur on a almost daily basis here. Um so we had a little bit of a break today with rates, fortunately. It's been it's been an ugly year. Let's just say that, you know, I, I, I recall at the beginning of this year, we were still quoting people in the threes, you know, then there were some people getting taken aback as that creeped into the fours, sped into the five, sixes, sevens most recently. But, um, you know, today was a little bit of a break. They, they opened up in the mid sevens. I was pricing out a bunch of scenarios and now we're back in the lower sevens. Might even be able to snag you a, a 6.99 on a 30 year fixed, you know, good credit, other factors. Um, so a little bit of improvement today, but I, I, you know, today the main topic, you know, I want to discuss is Bitcoin. Yeah, right. No, uh, inflation and how that's going to be impacting everyone but the you know the wealthiest in America who may not the be feeling the 4.09 by the way. I know. Down it started at like 4.2 yeah. um down 14 uh, basis points. And uh so so we are getting a little break in, in rates. We had them come out this morning a little bit better uh than they did than they closed yesterday and then around noon another another improvement which was very well received by me at least. Um, but it's still a, a tough pill for some people to swallow if they haven't been keeping up with the movements, of the markets, because I've got some clients out there, you know, shopping for houses, calling me, you know, every week, twice a week. What's the, what's the latest with rates? But I just had a guy that he's been living in his house the last 15 years, hasn't really paid attention to, you know, one refinance when they were in the threes. And he asked me, you know, today, where, where are 30 year fixed? And I was saying 7%. 7% and he was, you know, a little shocked, but he's got to make a move regardless. Um, and that's, you know, that's what happens. You're going to have to take the best market rate you can get at the time. If you, if you I need to how move, many people have arms, Ooh, adjustable rate hopefully, mortgages that didn't refinance when rates were low. Hopefully not a Maybe lot. Maybe check your mortgage statement and but, see uh, if you have an arm. But I do recall plenty of people not wanting to refinance out of their arms. Right. You know, it kept adjusting downwards they're like, I'm at my arms this year's at 2.75. Why do I want to take a 30 year fixed at 3.25? That's a, a half a percentage point higher. I don't want that. My arm is and rates are going to be low forever, they'd say. But the real question is if you have a job and it looks like the job market's going to continue to be good, are you going to kind of stop your life? And if you're going to buy a house, you're not going to buy it now because rates are higher? I, mean, I was talking to Mr. Schwartz yesterday, yeah. Zach Schwartz's dad, and he said his first mortgage was in the high teens, 15%, 16%. I said mine was at 12 
he said, you know, at that time we did business at those rates because those were, you know, the general rates. And we bought houses and sold houses and I guess did some refinancing, obviously. I mean, I, I don't know how long people are going to, I don't know, sit on the sidelines and expect it to go down. Am I saying that yeah, in the right way? I mean, I mean I, that's what I you, feel is happening. Well, it's because it's it's all tied as well with with inflation and these expectations and everything I'm hearing and reading. This inflation problem isn't just going to be going away in the next six to to twelve months. This could be a multi year problem that we're dealing with as a you know a country as a society as a whole. You can hear they're doing some nice construction upstairs. If you if that's breaking through the mic, I can hear it. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> But but, you know, I, I think this is leading this is creating uh, the, you know, or destroying the middle class because we've talked about these sticky things that people can't really. And when I say sticky, it's a, it's more of an economic term where no matter what the price is, you're going to be forced to pay that price. And housing or shelter is one of those. What's destroying the middle class? You lost me. There. Infla inflation. Oh, inflation. Inflation is because we've got. You know, we've got housing, the affordability I, I, indexes. I thought at a, houses were just growing. No, at a, yeah, the the houses are growing arms and legs. No, but affordability on the housing front, whether you're paying rent or one of these higher rate mortgages, uh, food prices and transportation. So the gasoline that you're filling your car with, you don't have a choice in in how much you're spending because, you know, again, unless you're going to live under a bridge. Um, you've got to pay that mortgage payment, taxes, insurance, or rent to a landlord. Unless you're going to starve yourself, which you can only do successfully, I don't know, three days before you're in the morgue, um, you're going to have to eat. So, yeah, you can, people, you know, they talk about, oh, you're going to trade down, but at some base level, you can't spend less on food. Transportation, you've got to drop your kids off at school. You've got to go to work. You got to come home. Can you eat olives all day? You can. Like our, our Roman Emperor Barry here enjoying his olives. He just needs somebody to be, be putting them in his mouth olives, for him. Olives are hard, hard healthy. That was pre COVID. He had someone putting the olives in his mouth, but now he hard doesn't olive. want hands on his olives from somebody else. So, all your goodies that you're talking about, it still doesn't change the fact that if rates are X and you want to buy a house, you got to pay that number. And to keep sitting here and expecting this to go back down, I think is not going to happen anymore. I mean, it, I mean, if you're planning to move, you're planning to buy a house, I think you have to plan right now and get us, you know, we can get your prequal. Especially, I mean, we're going to be moving into the fall here and people are going to be thinking about spring again. I mean, check your credit. Make sure that and you we're know, not going to qualify in the high sixes to low sevens where we're at. Could it go higher? Obviously, if it goes higher, we'll have to requalify you. But these are the numbers. And you're hopefully making more money at work. We hope everybody's making more money at work. Hopefully, you got a raise. And, you know, obviously, your debt levels, you know, uh, low enough that, that you can buy a house. But to sit and not do anything. Because with the expectation that we're waiting for rates to come down, I think that has 
you know, the whatever that saying is, the barn has what is that? The barn has doors. Build the barn door has closed or something. The bird has flown the coop or something. Yeah, the bird has flown the coop right now. But that's not to that's not to say that in a year or two we can't go back down. But no, I mean because it's a it's both a supply and a demand thing. And and the other piece is I've got some people saying, oh, I'm going to sit on the sidelines and wait for housing prices to go down. And I'm like, how how is that going to happen? When you have all of these homeowners that qualified under Dodd-Frank, this isn't like it was in 2008, in 2009, where people had all those, you know, no dock loans, no income loans and at adjustable rates that are going to, you know, spike up. We have not, you know, there was huge job. Well, people had then. no equity in their no house, equity basically. in their homes, inability to repay their loans when the rate went up. Um, and that led to, to massive foreclosures, which created a supply glut in the market, and that's what pushed housing prices down in the, at that period of time. Right now, people have the equity in their houses. They generally have fixed-rate mortgages. They're generally well below the market rates, and they were qualified on that ability to repay. So even if we have these higher rates, that is not impacting the current homeowner out there. The only thing that's changing for maybe that current homeowner is they are not putting their house on the market to sell. So if we're talking a demand and supply equation, the supply of houses will be lessened as you increase rates because that person in, in their $300,000 starter home that was considering a, a five or $600,000, you know, move in a in the next few years they're not going to they're going to stay put they're not going to list their house and get rid of their three percent mortgage to to get a seven percent so if you're sitting on the sidelines saying like oh yeah there's going to be a drop in home prices i think you're going to be badly mistaken there because the only thing that could change that would be if we had a sudden huge recession where layoffs were gigantic and then obviously people couldn't pay their mortgage sure like that. but as you then saw they, then they'd sell their house but you saw what we out. did with covid and what what we did uh, we've I, I think i have to imagine we've learned our lesson and if there was another prolonged recession like that where people were at risk of getting foreclosed on well one that doesn't happen when there's all this equity in the house because they sell and you get money but I think the government would step in and work to, you know, reissue new servicing laws or guidelines. And now, you know, yeah, you, you can stay in your home, you know, 24 months, 36 months until you get jo your job back. And then they've got to work with you on a repayment plan of some sort, because I don't think we're going to go through another wave of just massive foreclosures or short sales and for sales like that i just i just don't um it's too recent Highly doubtful it's too recent that well, we had that the economics the supply and demand right now there's they're not building enough houses they aren't for, uh, so and, and very that's difficult i mean and that's another factor that the home builders have basically shut down their production because if, if you if someone was going to be getting financing at three percent and now they have to do seven. They're not looking as much. But the home builders, they don't have all this cash. They're, the home builders are, are build oftentimes on leverage, right, Barry? Am I making that up? Well, the, the, the home, home builders' build, the home cost of lending has gone up as well. Right, but they're not, 
back in 2006, five, they were spec building, meaning they would just build the house and wait for someone to buy it. Most of the time, these big companies who are out there right now who are controlling most of the building, <clears throat> there aren't a lot of small guys left. And they're only building once that you come there and sign a contract. And customize, and, and it's right, like and, and one and person, right, right. one house. Not a lot of spec building anymore the way there was, so... And but, the, but that's that's the basis of what we're talking, and we could sit here for. And the houses that are today. falling through, right. instead of dropping the prices, if they they had a sub development, they're not lowering their price. They they've decided we're going to rent this place out. They're going to become single family housing landlords more so, and they're going to wait it out. The home builders and the Black Rocks of the world, those institutional investors that bought up. All a, a, a huge proportion of the housing inventory these last few years. You think they're going to go and sell for a loss now? I don't think so. They're going to continue to collect rent, and that's just a reoccurring, you know, income for them. They just get that year in and year out. It, you know, a lot of those investors have their fixed rate loans. Now inflation is beyond what even on their fixed rate loans are, so that's now effectively well, free money I'm going to throw you a curveball because you, you watched the video that I sent you yeah. of, uh, I think it's Morgan Stanley, but whoever they were. Housing affordability is back to... 1980s lows. No, 2080 level where... Or, 2000, 2008 levels where it's unaffordable. Housing affordability is very, very... But that's only higher. talking... Yeah, very, but that's talking about the new, the new buyer not about the current buyers. So that was also a time where, you know, the prices were... Well, prices are way too high right now. So that's where I'm kind of going here is that there's no doubt that housing prices could go down. But there's a difference between... They, they've gone up... Some of these places have gone up 30% in the last two years. There's a difference between them going back to kind of... You know, down 10, 15% if they went up 30. And dropping 50%. And, and, and having to collapse. That's, yes. Right. And I'm saying there was, you could, what we would say was a pretty much a collapse, uh, 2008, 2009 to, you know, 2011. Um, the, the, the same, the cards aren't organized. It's not the same deck of cards right now because those factors, there's some parallels, I'll agree with you, Barry, but we don't have the the same major factors that led to those huge decreases. I mean, no, I don't see any parallels. I'm just saying that right well, now we've had a run-up. You had, you've had a run-up in prices, just like you had a run-up in the stock market. And so, you know, now if you look and your house is worth 250 and it was worth, you know, 210 or 200 a couple years ago, it could go back to 210, 215. I mean, just because of the fact that interest rates are higher, the economy could be slowing down. But is that going to happen in the next three months, six months, nine months? It's going to take a long time to happen. It's, I don't see it happening like it did last time, which was just, excuse me, which it just basically went straight down. And I see the this would be a slow process. You know where the neighbor sold. So, you know every sale that we were what we're seeing was higher than the next in the yep. neighborhood. Now all of a sudden you could see a Equal bunch of sales sale that were a little, that lower. are a little bit lower, a couple thousand dollars lower, five thousand dollars lower, ten lower, and stuff like that. So that especially if we heading into the winter here with high interest rates and we still have high inflation, you could see a bit a little bit lower. But how much lower? Where you're going to be saving hundreds of thousands of dollars? I don't think so. I don't. It's. I don't think it's possible because of 
because of economics and supply and demand. Supply and, and demand. That's the issue is a is a lack of supply. And again, the home builders aren't building those spec houses, and the sell the sellers are not going to be selling to get rid of their mortgage because the vast majority of pe- of homeowners out there have a mortgage loan. They have a mortgage loan well below the market rates. There's very few of you out there that could benefit from a rate and term refinance to just purely take what the market rate is. Um, and they're not selling into this. Whereas, you know, during COVID, we had a ton of people selling and upgrading. I want a bigger yard. I need more space for my family. I don't want to live in a, you know, in a condo building around other people. I need more space. So a ton of people were buying to upgrade this higher rate environment, I think, is going to put a damper on that buyer. But at the same time, they would have been putting their starter homes onto the market for the newest buyer, for those first-time buyers, or for those people downsizing, I think this is putting a chill on the overall market. There's, there's, so, so we're going to see fewer purchase transactions, I think, overall, but not, not a, a drop or increase necessarily in, in the prices themselves. That, that's, that's my take, I think Barry. That's impossible. What a decrease in the volume of prices, but not a, a huge in increase or decrease in the well, underlying you said, you prices. Said there wasn't going to be a decrease in prices. There probably is going to be, but not on the. Oh yeah, not, not at, at the, not at the level that that I think. Just like you're you're waiting for that 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 bed to be discounted but for in, Labor Day, and the mattress never gets down to the number that you in, want to get. But to. in when in in an environment where inflation is at ten percent, houses staying at the same price. Are effectively having are having price cuts effectively. True. So I don't know about that dollar amount going down that much, but as long as we've got the ten percent increase uh, on inflation and your prices are going up that much, if houses don't keep up with inflation, the effective price is is going down. Um, so so because it's all relative. Like we didn't have to talk like this. Like this would have only been talked about in, a, in an economics classroom because when you're living in the world of 2% inflation, it's like a non factor. Not economics. This isn't the class. Well, University of Chicago is somewhere behind us there. Yeah. Or is it in front of us? No, it's, yeah, it's that way. It'd be uh, the other way. But, but this is the first time, at least in my lifetime, that inflation has been this high. You know, I, w- so I was born in 1988. That's so interesting. So I've never seen something like this happen. Um, you know, I've had my fair share. I've, I've experienced, you know, the dot-com bubble in 2000. You know, for the, for the first 12 years of my life, I thought, like, oh, the stock market only goes up. There's all these new technology companies like Pets.com. We're all going to be getting our pet food from, from Pets.com, that little sock puppet. Um, you know, and then, you know, 2000 bubble, we, the stock market goes down. All these tech companies all of a sudden now like have to start, you know, make money. They can't just get by on spending it. Um, then had that second crash of 2008 to 2011, that kind of long recession. And, but none of that came along with 10% inflation like this. None of that. If anything, those made sense when when economic activity slowed down, prices actually went down a bit, a- and and went down along with it. 
you know, people making less What's money. What's your conclusion about housing? Because we're really here to talk about housing today. My, my conclusion What's about housing conclusion? is you do what you need to do right now and you don't wait for an uncertain future because people that waited, you know, d during COVID, you probably had a month or two where you had like a huge crash in the market, panic sellers, and like you could have gotten a great deal on a property. Well, people weren't really panic selling because nobody could go into anybody's right. house. But it was, but then right after you could have still gotten like there were deals out there up until like March of 2000. I think if I have my year correctly, like that's when the lockdown started. Like yeah. you could have gotten deals, but then by a month or two later, there was a realization. Wait a second, like. P these buyers are going to be paying are are, are going to I'm going to have 15 people making an offer on my house day one after I list it. Um, we saw an unprecedented spike in housing prices there. So, yeah, I think you're in an area where the, the, the spike, you know, it spiked. That's where you might see it go down. But like here in the city, we didn't see huge increases in prices during that time period. And it's a big rental market as well. So if you're looking to stay in the same place for, you know, two or three years plus, it still makes more sense to be buying <coughs> than it is to be a renter. And even in this interest rate environment, you know, you fill out that consultation request. We will qualify you and work with you on that payment so you know what you're getting yourself into, you know, even with these higher rates. Uh, right. I don't want to scare somebody out of buying in this market and becoming a renter because you're still losing out. You know, I, I've been now, you know, renting in the city for almost 10 years now. And if I had bought, I don't even want to imagine how much equity and money I would have lost and gone out the window uh, to pay in a landlord rent. You know, I did that for a few years till I was able to get on my feet, know which area I wanted to buy in. Um, but now I think it's been six years almost that I've been at the same place. And it's... Uh, it's been a huge winner, you know. I, I don't have as much equity, I guess, as someone that bought in one of those booming suburbs during, you know, pre-COVID. But compared to the <coughs> rent I would have been paying, it's night and day. Um, so yeah, don't don't wait unless again you're gonna be living under a bridge. Um, you've got two choices to be a buyer or a renter, and I don't see the math working out for being a renter unless you're really short term. Because once you amortize those closing costs over just a couple of years, buying is is the better decision to make. So, and uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm just scared. I don't know what the, you know, if it's policymakers in Washington with this upcoming election or the Federal Reserve, I don't know. But I'm scared for the middle class right now, Barry, in general, because of, We've got to get this inflation under control. That That's because, yeah, you know, it's a great labor market, but month in and month out, we're not seeing the increases, you know, the, the, the increases to people's salaries. That it's like you would imagine they have this greater negotiating power given how great the labor market is, but we're not seeing the same increases in salaries as we are to food prices, gasoline prices, housing prices. And I'm just scared for the middle class and and below. Oh, but that's but that's why the Federal Reserve is doing what it's doing. That's their job. Yeah, because a greater proportion of their income has to go to these necessary expenses. 
Like, you know, you could be a millionaire, but like how much more is your breakfast costing than somebody else that's making minimum wage? You know, your your frosted flakes cost the same frosted and everyone flakes have been expensive. And everyone eat but everyone eats frosted flakes. It doesn't matter like I'm sure, you know, Mark Zuckerberg eats cereal in the morning. And his his cereal expenditures as a percentage of his wealth is much lower than everybody else's. His wealth has come down quite a bit. Sure. But again, it's still um, these necessary expenses that right. whether you make minimum wage or a or billion dollars, you got to make these expenses. Don't put your life on hold waiting for interest rates to go down. That's the conclusion of today's or housing prices. financial or housing prices so, to go down. Absolutely agree. I just don't. It's not not happening anytime soon. And and I, obviously the the other factor is you know you need cash. A lot of people are looking at their bills right now and are going to need cash. You have the three percent mortgage, three and a quarter. Give us a call. Pull pull a home equity line. A home, a, a home equity loan. Yes, it's in the tens, it's, but it's uh, still yeah. below twenty-two percent. I locked that you're paying a, there. I locked fifty thousand a day at at nine point two five, so it's gone up a little bit. It's about twelve percent less than twenty-two percent. Credit cards, almost everyone. And check your credit cards because some people told me the other day, the other day last week, guy called me up. He said, "I'm I'm still at eighteen percent." I said, "There's no way you're at eighteen percent because all the credit card companies went up when the Fed went up." Excuse me, and then he called me back and told me it was at twenty one point seven five or something like that. And I mean, do those things have limits so when you sign that? I think agreement? there is a, there is a limit. I don't know what the limit is. I'm sure there's absolutely but limit because almost every state has you know usury laws that they can't go higher than a certain amount. But anyway, it's over twenty, and so the 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 he the the uh, the he loans, which is a fixed second mortgage, which it, it's locked for ten years at that rate. It's what is thirty it? years. If it's oh, a it's home equity years. loan, you so can get years. up to thirty years locked in at that starting right. rate, never going to change on you. Doesn't impact your first mortgage. And, and again, then, if rates went back down and you had a lot of equity, you could refinance the second with another. For, I know. With the I know. First. People are wondering well, how long am I going to have that again. ten for? You could, you know, blend it together and, and put it together, but to, to keep paying twenty two percent when you can get when you can consolidate that debt down the ten, I would I would pull the home equity line for sure. Anyway, yeah. So I, you've got the link to our website there. Fill out a free consultation. Family friends looking to buy or rent, we'll talk to them. You looking to consolidate debt, take some cash out of your property, we'll talk to you. Have one of those high interest rate loans. VA, FHA. VA, FHA, home equity line, home equity loan. We got Frannie Mae and Freddie Mac programs for lower income. Um, loan amounts up to Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac conventional going up to 715 right now, $715,000. It's conventional right until That'll change at the end of November when they actually come out with the new numbers for 23. But again, free consultation. Um, Worst case, you don't do anything, but at least you're you're being proactive and you're talking to, uh, we've been described as experts before, so at least you're talking to uh, experts. On um, olives. We're experts on olives. You have a great rest of your week, everybody. And Tony's olives. We will talk to you soon. And thank you, Tony, for keeping Barry healthy.